Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. This is going to be good. I'm always up for like some pop questions, discussion just, questions. Yeah. <laughs> going to be good. Well, welcome back to Lighthouse Experiment Podcast. This week, I'm joining you from Fort Myers, Florida, and Chaplain Jim Parkin from Grambling, Michigan. You know it. The <laughs> one, the only G-Bizzle Grambling. Dude, it's been hot, man, here. I, well, okay, so I still, my AccuWeather gave me a warning, you know, the heat advisory mm-hmm. warning. I screenshot yeah. it, sent it to Lisa, and was like, it's kind of like we're in the same place. <laughs> Dude, we got this pool going, you know, which is good because it's been super hot. Um, That's good, yeah. Good thing with a new company is that we get to wear t-shirts. <laughs> oh, jeez. Our pants are polyester. polyester and our t-shirts are t-shirts. What, what? That's good. That's good. So nice. Does um, it still feel weird or do you feel like you've acclimated a little bit more into like... Oh, man, I love it. Oh, it's I bet. so good. It's so good. And like, I'm going to announce this. I'll tell our listeners and stuff um, now, but like at staff meeting on Tuesday, I'm just going to fully put it out there. I've been talking okay. to Pastor Carl. And the Lighthouse Experiment is going to do, as Pastor Jim was saying, experiment for a season. And I'm going to invest, like, all of our focus right on MMR. Just because of, like, the full support and, like, yeah, do the thing. That's awesome. Like, do the thing. No one else is doing this. We'd be so out in front of, like, all of it. Like, do whatever. So. Like we have a couple of dudes that are like, hey, I want to check you guys out on Mondays. Okay. And they're like, can't be every Monday because of the work schedule. Well, like, right. Every other Monday, it'll be sick. Like, That's awesome. And so, yeah, super stoked on that. Yes. So that's what we got, you know. And then we're making burritos for 4th of July breakfast. Yes. Me and Dan, we're going to make like 50 or something burritos on the plancha. I'm going to set up my, my, the Americans know it as a Blackstone flat top, but okay. it is a plancha, of, which is, means the same thing to Spanish. But okay. um, yeah, it's going to be, su- be super cool. We have all of our snacks and stuff from Explore Camp. I went and picked those up yesterday. Well, I wanted to ask you how much was how much was collected. That's amazing, dude. We have so much snacks, but also <laughs> some people like went outside the lines, which is funny. Well, so check this out. So we got like canned goods and like stuff for like meal prep, like like seasonings and all kinds of other kind of. I mean, it's kind of wacky. Maybe for the fire department. Maybe the fire department. The deal with snacks. Exactly right. So what we're going to do is figure out and set up, like, we can build a meal, put it in a basket, and take it to, like, Flint Fire or Nakva or whatever, and it'll be cool. So, yeah, we got all kinds of of stuff going on. That's awesome. That's So. so cool. That's so cool. So... We'll jump right in because I'm pretty stoked on tonight's episode. So I had posted earlier in the week, right? Was that this week? I don't know. Yeah, it was a couple of days ago. Yeah. 
who knows? The days all mix. Um, One of my favorite movies is called The Hurt Locker. Jeremy Renner is in it. And he is like a bomb guy, a demolition specialist. And like there, so their their gig in Afghanistan and Iraq was to find like IEDs. And they would go out, put the bomb suit on and either defuse it or they had means of detonating it in place. Okay. So in this movie, that's his gig. And he's like really good. He's fully invested. You know, he's does this deployment. Like so, the the entirety of the movie is this deployment that he's on, and then it shows him at home, and it's this situation where he's living with his ex wife, but they have a child together, so he's there for the kid. But then there's what I like. What I had posted is a picture from this grocery store scene. And they're shopping, and she's like, hey, I'm going to go to the checkout. Will you go grab some cereal? And it kind of pans out, and he's, like, right in the middle of the cereal aisle. And he's just, like, overwhelmed by cereal. And, like, I posted in in the thing, I, I kind of wrote, like, after all these years, like, I can relate. I have been standing there staring at an endless sea of juice boxes, when really the move is just to grab one and bounce, but like you're looking at them all, like I can't really solve this riddle yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, like I have in my career saved people. I have algorithms memorized like that. I can just do on reflex. Yeah. I can intubate IV yes. all the things, but then to have those moments where you're standing there looking at, like a hundred different varieties of Rice Krispie going like, which, like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. What, what am I supposed to pick up here? Yeah. So what we're going to do tonight, based kind of off that, I also requested some of our friends to go ahead and ask some questions. So we have some some fun questions and some serious questions. So what I decided we do is start with the fun ones. So we're going to hit those up. The first one I asked myself because like no one was responding. So this was my example question was burritos breakfast or regular. The breakfast burrito is the most perfect meal ever created. Cause what they'll do, man, like I had one this morning, eggs, Bacon, guac, hash browns, all contained in a nice, neat, portable, you know, <laughs> shell. It's perfect. No, that's awesome. So there is the a next- place in Tucson called Nico's Tacos, and there was two locations. And when Nick and I lived there years ago, once in a while, we would make our way out of, like, it was 15 minutes away, but we'd go get Nico's Tacos, and every once in a while, I would grab everybody's orders from the accounting department and bring them in in the morning. Yes. And so, it, breakfast burritos remind me of Tucson. So it was so good. But we don't often make them at home because I don't feel like I get the tortilla right. So, what type of tortilla do you use when you... Do you use, like... You got to use like the biggest (laughs) just so it contains all the stuff. You you don't like have to fill it. So you don't want like, dude, nobody wants a Q-Dough burrito. That's ridiculous. But like, (laughs) but I like to use the bigger shell and then you do the eggs, the bacon, hash browns. Like when we make them for MMR, we'll get the big shell 
it'll be like eggs, bacon, or eggs and sausage, or I'm going to do a vegan variety because we have some vegans. Okay. But then, so it's the eggs and the cheese, and then the hash browns, you take like a McDonald's-style one. Like you can pick those guys up at Gordon's or at Sam's or Walmart. Okay. So then you just cut them the long way, put it in there, and just roll it. Fold the ends, roll it up. Right. So do you, like, sometimes I feel like the... So if you get them hot and you wrap them up with something, you just let them... You, yeah, we have, because, you know, because Carrie Parkin's smarter than us. So we have, like, the individual kind of aluminum foils, yeah. like, for wrapping hot dogs. Yes. Okay. See? And so what you do, too, when you fill a burrito, you don't center mass it. You don't put it like a taco. So you got your shell, and you put it closer to you, the stuff, and then it rolls up better. See what I mean? Okay. 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 Now, however, or if you I... do center it, you can grab it, take that half of tortilla, and pull it in, and then roll it. That makes Fold sense the ends, roll it okay. up. Okay. I will say, though, I love French toast and sausage is one of my favorite. But I love bacon. I love any, every breakfast food. So You know what's really good? Pick and choose is hard for me. You, If you go to, like... We got these for Zoe a couple years ago, but it's this little teeny tiny like waffle griddle thing she has. It's just like a little, about the size of a bun, right? So you make the waffles and do some scrambled eggs, put that on there. It's best, I don't like, like if you use like kielbasa or smoked sausage, you put a few of those on and some cheese and you put it between the waffle. Delicious. That sounds good. Dude, you know I'm thick. I have all kinds of good <laughs> recipes. <laughs> all right. Okay. So our next question, and this is like this is from Jeff Babcock. He's one of our supervisors. And Jeff asked, what is the best WrestleMania? And come on, bro. You're better than that. You know it's WrestleMania 13. <laughs> like everybody knows. Here, I'm going to break it down for you guys too. I screenshotted earlier. Like the poster from WrestleMania 13. So we're going to explain why it was so good. WrestleMania 13 had Psycho Sid versus The Undertaker. Had Bret the Hitman Hart versus Stone Cold in a grudge match. Chicago Street Fight Ahmed Johnson and Friends versus Farouk and the Nation of Domination. Everyone knows. Like if you don't know, wow. Tag team match. Jim, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're all right. <laughs> Owen Hart versus and the British Bulldog versus Vader and Mankind. Come on. You had Gold Dust versus Triple H. You had Rocky. I can't pronounce how they call them there. Mavia, but that's that's Rock the Dwayne Johnson versus the Sultan. And then just the list goes on and on. So WrestleMania 13, Jeff, you knew better. <laughs> But whatever, thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> and then <clears throat> let's go back to them. Oh no. Okay, here we go. Our friend Susan Stott asks Mac or PC. Okay, this is wild because right now I'm recording on an iPod or iPad. Yeah, I'm recording. I have on an Mac, iPhone. Pro. Yeah. Ashley's on a Mac. Yeah. On a MacBook Pro, but. My laptop is a PC. I can't really explain why. 
it's just, I think because MacBooks are too spendy for me, I'm not going to invest that kind of money in that because I don't really use it for much, but the writing. Yeah. So that's that. My favorite restaurant is not even a restaurant, Susan. It's on the corner of Coldwater and, or I'm sorry. I, yeah, I believe Coldwater and Saginaw is called World Class Barbecue Family Operation. They're only there in the summertime. The best brisket sandwich ever created. But that's my favorite spot. And then my chief, Don Schreiber, he asked, Back to the Future or Caddyshack? I mean, come on, man. It's Caddyshack. Of course. This is a church podcast, so I should say Back to the Future. But it's why, Caddyshack. Why, why, why do you like Caddyshack more? I just, because Chevy Chase is so funny <laughs> in everything that he does. And that's it. Like, yeah. I don't even care what was going on. It's just that he is hilarious. He's one of my favorite like yeah. comedy actors. That's cool. Look at her. I was a little too young to be able to watch that and have it be appropriate for me. <laughs> so, so I've seen it in later years once. Oh, twice. dude, did you feel like naughty? Yes. Did you? Did you yes. feel like you were gonna get busted? Yes. However, <laughs> Back to the Future was always on Ooh. TV, and we watched that as a family, so that's nostalgic for me. And we just recently watched all those with the kids, and so that that. I just back to the future. I would pick back to the future. Amazing. Isaac's got a little DeLorean. (laughs) uh, That's fantastic. Yeah, but it's cool when it's like a trilogy like that, and that was a good trilogy. It was a really good trilogy. You know, I mean, they tried to do a Caddyshack too, and was it was wretched. It was just you can't do that. Like some, you know what I mean? Some movies are just one off. Yeah. Don't even try it. But yes, the Back to the Future trilogy and the. Raiders of the Lost Ark trilogy. Oh, yeah. Some of the best film of all time. Yes. Agreed. So now we're going to jump in. We're going to hear, these are some more serious questions, but it, it kind of goes along with the topic of the whole thing with the cereal aisle and, and that stuff. And this is from pastors, Ian Perry and JD weekend. So the first question is from pastor Ian, and it is in the face of the worst of humanity, how do you, me, continue to see the good that is in it? I think for me, that answer has always been that I don't think the world is inherently evil. I think the world is manipulated by evil. So I I think it's just, for me, like everybody's just trying to survive. They're trying to make their way. And um, I, for me personally, if, people who don't know scripture or don't know the Bible, I don't hold them to that standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I think the reason I'm able to just see, see people and love them anyway is because I don't think that, I mean, it, we're no, following by nature. Sense. No, that makes you know sense. what I mean? But yeah. I don't think we're inherently out to be evil. You know, I don't think that. And, and when that is the case, that's that's a, like a mental health thing. That's a, that's sickness. You know what I mean? But at, yeah. and, but all the same, I think it's in, in my opinion, it's that the world, our fallen world has been manipulated by evil. And then kind of where we struggle kind of to piggyback on that, where we struggle is we have this tendency to trust broken men to fix a broken world. Yeah. You know, which wild his 
Pastor Ian's next question is, what is the best way an outsider should communicate with a first responder on the types of things they see? Um, one, never ask what the worst thing is. But if a, a first responder or a veteran or anybody like that opens up, you know, especially in the church, especially in kind of ministry, just be prepared just to listen just hear it. And, and that's like literally the most important thing is to just be able to hear it. And I mean, and it's even okay to appear completely freaked out and shocked by it. You know, just the, the rule of thumb is to never ask the question. I've done some, like for chaplain stuff, I've done some training. Um, if you are ministering to somebody or, or pastoring someone who's been in like seen something gnarly or whatever, the, the appropriate question is not like what's wrong with you, but more like what happened? Yeah. What did you see? You know? Yeah. And, and just, it's hard. It's a hard shell to crack, but if you get somebody from first responder world or veteran community, to open up and start talking there is you're going to be a minute so should have a lunch probably um how do i shed off the things that i see and do at work to be the best best dad and husband i can be this is interesting this is a good question for now um before moving agencies before changing companies i had about a two-minute commute Right. I also didn't realize the level at which I was brainwashed is strong, but kind of brainwashed to where I was believing that the only thing that I could ever do is be a paramedic. And the only place that I could ever do it was there. And there's all kinds of um, little micro stressors that happen, not necessarily trauma or um, like bad calls or whatever, but different kinds of pressure okay. that were starting to happen that I didn't realize that I was just, just kind of slowly, it just slowly crept in, slowly starts infiltrating. And so before, before I moved companies, my thing would be that I would just disengage that I would come home and I wouldn't want to be involved with bedtime. I wouldn't want to be involved in homework wouldn't more honestly really want to be involved with anybody. Um, so now realizing that, and also it takes me about 20 minutes to get home. So I have all that time to kind of offload mentally cool. how the day went. Uh, but now that it's like a different, I'm in a different culture. I'm, I'm back in a place where I just love doing the thing and being in the environment and like being in the EMS and first responder culture again. So now it's, it's whatever. It's good. Now I come home and it's just like, that's the oasis. The compound is where I want to be. And we have all our things built up and, you know, and it's just like, I want to come home and hang out with KP and just do the stuff and all that. So that's cool. kind of to answer the question, I would say, a long commute is key, <laughs> but if not, just, you know, just take time. I know guys like we had Austin on last week 
And he was saying that he'll get in the driveway and just sit there for a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, now, Pastor JD, do I ever struggle to come home after work and actively be a dad? Well, I kind of just answered that. Yeah. But no. Even when it was like, even when, like, even at its worst, I've always been, there's been some, like, I've been able to, even if I'm really struggling just to be, even if I didn't want to be engaged, just to force myself because that's, as you know, that's a very honorable responsibility to be dad. So to like kind of flip the switch and do the thing. You know, I feel better about it now. It's way more comfortable, way less stress- stressful. Um, he asked, how do you learn to get over the stuff that you saw and just couldn't shake? Um, so for me, and as you know, Ashley, I've kind of, you know, with Lighthouse and Grambling Campus, what we've done here is kind of circled the wagons and... Obviously, it's church. Everyone's welcome. Anybody can come. But my people are all either veterans or first responders or both, you know, aside from Ashley and Nick and the gang. But Ashley and Nick have gone out of their way to step into our culture and understand us the best they can. Um, But that's how I do that. If the things that I... I just be around people who understand that I can, so I can talk about it. Another thing, another huge plus to working at MMR is like, we'll go to, we'll go to like a couple weeks ago, for example, one of our medics had a scenario where he transported a kid, I think 13 or 14 year old kid out of a structure fire. And so what we did, we knew we went to Hurley. So we went to Hurley immediately to make sure he was squared away, make sure everything was cool, you know, and it's kind of, we're allowed to, we've been afforded the space at that agency to always be able to check in with each other and spend the time at the hospital and make sure everybody's to, so we have relationship. You know what I mean? We, we are afforded the time to have relationship with each other. And that is huge. That's everything. And so like without that, nobody, as far as like veteran community and first responder stuff, nobody survives unless you are afforded the space to talk it out. And know that you're sharing that burden alone. Right. Like we are all sharing all of it together. Yeah. And outside of that, I have, you know, I have to, so to speak for, for JD's question, to speak kind of specifically to how I've been able, we talked about this a little bit last week, is it any time I'm in the building, like I know from Freedom Center Church, I know the people that would, I know the men that are going to make sure that my wife has everything she needs around the house and that are going to vet every single dude that comes around my daughters and that are going to make sure, like I've said this before, that Griffin grows up to be a damn fine American, a God loving, you know, American man. And then, so with that, it just makes it easy. My phone keeps. Well, the, my uh, screenshot is. You know what I mean. My no, thing goes yeah, away too quick. Going, no, that's all right. 
part of that question was how do you so having that support then that speaks into how you've been able to quote unquote get past the stuff that you've seen yeah okay it's just being around people that understand the stuff that i've seen or being around people where i can just say it like you guys might not get it but i can say it yeah you can say say whatever you want (laughs) right but that's that's important man you know what i mean yeah and then this is a good question to you. Pastor JD's last question was, how do I think being a first responder has changed the way I think regarding being a dad, being a pastor, and being a Christian? Well, being a Christian is pivotal in like, the survival of it. You know what I mean? That's why, like when I started out, that's why I can say that I believe that the world isn't inherently evil, just manipulated by evil. Yeah. You know, as a Christian, it's it's like a huge deal to be given a glimpse of what breaks God's heart and then be thrust into that world and be effective in it. Yeah. Um, as far as being a dad, like other than just hoping that my kids want to do the same job, <laughs> which probably they won't. And maybe Griffin, he expressed interest. But that... You know, like I said, I just love the culture of it. I love the family aspect of it. I love that, like, my kids are welcome at our headquarters and and people would be all about it and loving on them and stuff like that. I just, you know, there's a certain thing. I think, like, same with with church culture, right? There's, like, this, there's society and culture and then all kinds of little subcultures, yeah. And yeah. our first responder kingdom is just a little, you know, it's just a subculture of, it's just a micro of the macro, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. so it's just, which is why, like, I think it's healthy to engage in other culture and other people mm-hmm. and understand their thing. But it's also healthy to, if all your buddies are pastors, that's okay. You know what I mean? You don't have to, like, I don't think you have to creep too far out of your small circle. I think it's healthy to have your small circle and kind of stay within it. Yeah. You know, kind of toe the line. I check other people out, see what they're doing, but I'm really most comfortable with people who understand the jokes and understand, you know, what we have going on. And you can, you can talk about that thing. And for, for Pastor JD, I would say that it's very similar what we're doing. Pastoring and paramedicing are very similar. You know, it, it might be on the opposite side of the trauma, right. but it's very similar. Um, as far as being a pastor goes, it's just, I'm just, you know, it's kind of a hard culture to crack. You know, there's many people that that kind of get caught up in the well if god's so good you know then why this and kind of you know and i'm not this isn't probably sound good doctrine or anything like that but for me i kind of follow my thought process has always been that like the mission like what i'm what i can do for people 
is to lovingly convey that this world belongs to God. Though, thus, so does everything in it, and that yeah. He will be coming back for it. Yeah. And that's it. And then you know, then the free will piece comes in. Like I don't find myself really pounding, trying to drive the message home, but just sharing the. This is the information, dude. Yeah. And this is what we're doing, and and you're always welcome to be part of it, and. Like, I don't know. I don't really ever beg, <laughs> if that makes sense. I'm like, oh, please come to my house for child church. I'm just like, this. we're here. We're always here. Right. Right. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's that. Those were good questions. Those are really good questions. Well, just the nature of the industry, you know, you're... I don't know. I mean, if you were, if you're the nurse and the staff that works in the oncology yeah. department or something, and you're the one always reading all of the MRIs and all the stuff, you're going to be right there in that spot to see a lot of those people's bad days. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think just the positioning of right, it's it's. It's, it's the nature of it, but it's also kind of what you said earlier, it, the honor of being able to be positioned in that way and have a say and uh-huh. an influence and all that. I mean, that's, right. you know, um, it, it reminds me of um, Jesus telling the 12 disciples, like, pray because the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. And then uh-huh. a few chapters, you know, a few sentences later, he's like, so now go. You know, right, like, so they're, they're spending all this time praying, God, please send people to go, like, yeah, serve people. And oh, by the way, it's you, you know, I've, I've right. put you right here to go mm-hmm. love people, help them. Yeah, well, that's why, like, I really like, and I can't remember it now precisely the, the address of it all, but where it's like, here I am, God, send me, like, who's gonna go? Yeah. Like which one of us, which one of you is going to go do the thing, you know, and kind of being of that nature of being like, Oh, a mission. And it's gnarly. Yeah. I'll do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's, I think what's important for us as believers and as just humans is to know, like, know your thing, know where you fit. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do, like, we do the house campus and and that stuff, and we do this podcast, and when we do, we serve, and and I really like to give stuff to people and all that stuff. But that, uh, that is, like, the high end of where I'd be working as far as ministry goes. I don't know that I'm wired to work for in, like, in the church setting all the time. I'm... I know that I can go into stuff that's on fire and I'm not really worried when shots pop off, you know, and then like, I'm not worried about being exposed to stuff and taking care of people. I can do like, that's, yeah, yeah. That is my story. That was what's like when he's weaving me, like threading my plan and all that stuff. I'm in the womb. This was what it was going to be, you know, otherwise, it's like we've said many times before, it's like pushing that shopping cart with the one dang flat wheel. And it's just, it's just, I can't imagine, like, I can't 
fathom doing anything else. And and what's frightening is they got dangerously close before we switched shops to like I uh, I don't think I can continue. Mm. I don't know what I would have done, which mm. made it worse. Just the most anxiety I believe that I've ever had. Just like, what am I going to do if I can't do this? You probably would have slammed yourself against a wall, like mentally and emotionally, probably. Probably. <laughs> probably right. <laughs> and, you know, like, and what's frightening, but, is, but when it speaks to us in our flesh, probably what would have happened is, like you said, mentally, emotionally slammed right into a wall and then burnt all this stuff down to you know what I mean? Like, so if you yeah. look at the bigger picture, the yeah. bigger mission, yeah. like, which we've talked about recently too, like God is literally like, um, hello, just come through the door. <laughs> yeah. Dummy. <laughs> just come through. <laughs> but, you know, when I finally did, man, it's so, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. It's just like to be able to just be in the thing and do the, do the thing and just and be like hey i, I want to do this we're just gonna go ahead and get a bunch of gift cards and make a bunch of burritos and just shove them give them away and they're like uh yes. well <laughs> yeah like, for sure like that's super cool do the thing and then they're like well we'll send down our social media girl and she'll take pictures and she'll be like all about it They'll be like, she wants, she'll want to come on the show. I mean, bring yeah. her on. Yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. But yeah, man. So that's that. That made it super easy on me. So thank you, everybody, for your questions. Yeah, I know that's really good. And it's funny because kind of what we were talking a bit about last week was, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm starting to see just in these short few years that there's like the repeat questions. Right. It's, you know, these, these folks that are coming in, these folks that are learning how to do the people that don't know, it's like, Mm -hmm. we're starting to get, it's the same questions. How do you handle this? How do you be a dad? How do you see what you see? Like, it's like, how do you perform and rest up and cope and process? And like, it's all this stuff. And it's so good because at the end of the day, it's exactly everything that, what you would envision is, is walking right. alongside people doing, mm-hmm. doing the thing well and giving them the support and encouragement and resources to be able to say, Hey, you can do this well. Mm-hmm. It's going to, it's going to be a lot. You're, you're right. going to be demanded. There's going to be a lot of demand on you, mm-hmm. but there are ways to do this well. And you, right. can, you can do it and you were placed here for a purpose and for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's okay to love it. And it's okay to like, <laughs> you know, have the days too where you're like, I don't know. Well, knows. like in everything, in everything, you know, there's days where you're like, dude, like I listened to just because of from my growing up years, I listened to some other podcasts. I listened to one of my favorite ones is a snowboard one called The Bomb Hole. And it's just fun because you it's just listening to people who love to have the energy for that you know for that culture for that group of people okay and then one is called surf splendor and i was listening to this guy talk the host of the show and 
he's a surfer and it's kind of, they're kind of, you know, laid back low key, but he was explaining on the show, like how sometimes though he goes through those seasons where he doesn't want to talk to surfers and he doesn't want like it's the whole show. He doesn't want to do, you know, cause it's just, you know, yeah. so like, and no matter what you're doing, no matter what is ministry or a, you know, school teacher, accountant, stay-at-home mom, whatever the case, first responder, soldier, it's okay to love it, and it's also okay to have days where it's just, like, not really down. Because we're not robots. We're human beings that have Mm -hmm. this experience, and and then even our memories and our experience of life isn't just this, like, linear line. It's all of like knowing the past and looking forward to the present and this continuous kind of like ball of experience that we're mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically going through. Right. It's, it's wild, you know? So. Yeah. It's so good right now. I'm like, so it's like refreshed. Yeah. And all the things, you know, and this, so it's good to see and it's exciting and it's exciting, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, God doesn't waste a thing, you know? No, yeah. Yeah. So, well, we can call it here. I really don't have anything else to share. Other than if you haven't watched Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus, you're missing out because it's brilliant. It oh, it's so good. Dude. Is it a series so, or is it a movie? It's a series. Okay. So it takes place between episode three and episode four, which is A New Hope. So it's like 10 years after episode three, we catch up with Obi-Wan. Okay. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. (laughs) Anyways, whatever. That was really, I don't know why I threw that in there other than it's Wednesday. So the new episode comes on tonight. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, man. So thank you guys for listening. Pastor Ian, Pastor JD, Chief. Uh, Susan Stott, Jeff Babcock. Thank you guys for your questions. I appreciate it. It always makes it easier when I have a plan, although mostly I don't have a plan. So maybe we'll try that. Maybe also an experiment for a season. Well, I'll try to plan out episodes. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I, I, I don't care if we do. I don't care if we don't. Like, uh, But wasn't this nice? This was, this was very nice. But they were, you know, sometimes, I mean, I know it's a first responder podcast, but I couldn't really speak to a lot of the questions. Oh, well, we'll, you know, we Which can is, also is work totally to that. Fine. It's totally fine. So. But I love, I always love hearing the responses and I love, I don't know, it was really cool last week having Austin on. Yeah, that was just fun too. just seeing that, that exchange and stuff, that stuff going on. So, um no, I think I think these questions are really really good. So I love the questions, and I always love hearing what other people have to like. They want to know and what they what they yeah. think. So that I think we should continue. But I don't. I mean, we don't always need to have a plan. No, we don't. I like winging it. Too. You know, I'm not going to always have a plan, dude. <laughs> I don't work that way. Same. <laughs> well, all right. So that's it so thank you freedom center church and kingdom builders for your continued support thank you to our listeners start checking us out on the socials have more time more mental space to 
kind of be more diligent on there. Got some fun things coming up this summer. So that's good. Keep checking us out and we'll see you next week. Yeah.